Welcome to the Decide Your Legacy podcast, helping individuals and businesses unleash their potential. Join us every episode as host Adam Gregg discusses what is holding us back and how to find hope for moving forward. Along the way, we discuss developing healthy relationships and navigating life transitions while overcoming fear, stress, and anxiety. Live the life you want, the legacy you decide. Welcome back to the Decide Your Legacy podcast. Really appreciate you tuning back in and giving me some of your time. I know it's going to be beneficial to you if you invest in the content and really engage. So today, you know, we're going to talk about confidence, how to build self-confidence. So people often, they want to improve relationships. They want to grow. And that's why people come to me because they want some kind of result in their life. And confidence, building it, learning how to be more confident in yourself. This changes everything. So today I'm going to give you three essentials, three essentials that you must have in order to grow in your confidence, whether it's at school, with your team, whether it's with your family, any area of life, these three essentials will make a big difference. Thank you for tuning in. And I wanted to mention today too, if you subscribe and just say this at the very beginning that I have a new giveaway for people. It's five days to overpowering anxiety. If you subscribe to my newsletter, Decide Your Legacy website, you'll get that. And I'm going to highlight that again later on in the show. I'm Adam Gregg, and I'm a mental health therapist. I'm a life coach. I'm a, I've been doing this for over 20 years. And my purpose and my hope and my focus is helping people find transformational clarity in their life the kind of clarity that leads to action. Because when you have this clarity, you're gonna be inspired and you're gonna take on and overcome and overpower your biggest fears, the things that hold you back because you have this clarity in your life. So that's my hope for you. It's my hope for you today that you find this clarity and that you figure out that, hey, I can face these things that are scary in my life and it'll make a huge difference. And as I approach talking, as I approach speaking, I like to talk in a way that it could be applicable to a six-year-old child, that you could take this information and even talk to your own kids and say, hey, here's something to think about and that it would make a difference right away. I also talk about things that are a challenge for me. So you may listen to me and think, well, Adam's got his stuff figured out, you know? And people even, this is something that happens a lot. I mean, they hire me because they think, yeah, Adam has it all together or whatever. And I hate that because they're putting me on a pedestal. That's kind of pressure I don't want to have. And it just isn't reality. So when companies hire me to speak to their team or their employees, one of the first things I say is that I struggle just like you. I'm, I'm a fellow traveler on this journey of life. I'm not somebody that has it all figured out. So I'm gonna share tips and things today that help me personally, but it's also stuff that I struggle with in a lot of ways deeply, and maybe even more than you as a listener, potentially. I'm not really sure, but this is what I'm talking about today. Confidence is a big deal because if we don't have it, it impacts everything. And when we do have it and we start growing in our confidence, it changes everything as well. Because people, they compromise when they're insecure. I mean, we make decisions that we normally wouldn't make out of fear, out of insecurity, out of a lack of confidence. So when we grow in our confidence, then it changes everything because it changes the trajectory of our life, really. We start hanging out with different people. We make different decisions in our careers. We make different decisions with our families. We stop hiding. We start engaging life. And then that leads to all these different results down the road. 
Because what we do and the actions we take is going to have a significant impact on the results that we get in life, which is going to change the way we think about ourselves, which changes how we feel, which just creates this whole cycle in our lives. So if we want to change one aspect of our lives and become more confident in that area of our lives, it's going to change everything. Confidence is something that we can work on. It's something we can build. And, and by default, we don't generally become more confident. The thing is, is our brains are incredibly creative and they do one thing really well. That's to protect us. They try consistently to protect us from getting hurt, from failure, from rejection. And these are actually, it's detrimental because we only grow in our confidence when we face our fears, when we do the things and take the actions that actually build confidence into our lives. So our brains are our enemy in that sense. They can serve us. They can do things to help us because they can protect us from getting hurt. They can protect us from danger. But 95% of the time, they're doing damage in our lives. They're doing damage in our lives. And even if you are a worrier, because a lot of people that I talk to are worriers, people worry overall. The simple question of when you have a thought to saying, is that helpful? That can help you get some space from that worry that you're that you're facing with. I mean, it, it, is that a helpful thought? Is that a helpful perspective? Is that serving me? Or is it just fear? Is it just something that is hindering my life? You get to determine that. So here's what we're doing. Confidence requires three essentials, and these aren't going to be life. This isn't going to be stuff that you haven't heard me talk about before. It's going to be similar, and but it's going to hopefully help it sink in in a different way to go to go a little bit deeper for you. So three essentials. First one, confidence. It starts with finding some clarity in your life. Clarity. Confidence requires clarity. And clarity, one of the things I love to do the most with a new client, especially, it's kind of the honeymoon stage, is, is to ask them questions that get them to think about things in a different way where they start to have clarity in their life. Just getting, to th- getting them to think differently. And one, one thing I do with clients as well is, is I help them do little activities that help them get some space from from their lives so they get some inspiration and even rather than you know inspiration rather than discouragement rather than cloudiness because inspiration is going to show you that hey this is something that I have in my future this is something I can think about differently this is something that I can do differently so an activity actually have people do is they close their eyes and they think about whatever it is I'll I'll ask them to tell me what their middle name is and to tell me what their favorite color is and then have them close their eyes and then they'll say in their mind, not out loud, three times what their favorite color is and what their middle name is. So if their little middle name legitimately is Steve and their favorite color legitimately is blue, then they say that in their mind, not out loud, three times. And then I'll have them actually lie to themselves and say something different. So they can say, my middle name is Ryan in their mind, not out loud, three times. And then my middle, my favorite color is green not out loud, but in their mind three times. And so they do this with their eyes closed. It usually takes about two minutes. And then I have them open their eyes and ask them, well, what felt different when they were lying to themselves versus telling themselves the truth? And what they'll say is, and I've done this probably 100, 100, 200 times with clients over the last just probably two years. Um, And what they'll say generally is that Maybe even more than that, but they'll say it just felt strange to lie to myself. I didn't have had this angst, this awkward feeling to it. 
And But when I was telling myself the truth that my middle name is Steve and my middle name, my favorite color is blue, well, there was a piece to it. There was this, this kind of, and I'll help them to see, well, that's clarity. You know, a simple activity you can do as well is just go on a walk. Don't have any agenda, just go on a walk. And on that walk, and be outside, obviously, on your walk, I just want you to notice things. Just notice who you see, notice what you smell, notice what it feels like outside, notice what your thoughts are, notice what you know your thinking is, but also just what your senses pick up on, you know, your tasting even. Like you can just notice your senses and and be willing to listen to your gut reaction to as you notice different things. And it's a weird activity, but inspiration comes from that because we're getting out of our heads and actually into our into our lives into our senses basically and then there can be some inspiration from that so people you go on a 10 minute 15 minute walk and then after that you know how did that impact you and it may have been if you were noticing and not thinking all the time that you were inspired to do a new project at work you were inspired to talk to somebody inspired to do something differently in your life that inspiration and i even love i love like linguistics because the the word inspiration in spirit has this kind of spiritual, I like to think of it this way. I don't really know the linguistics on it, but I like to think, well, it's in, it's coming from within and it's a spiritual thing. I'm inspired to do this. And that's real confidence. It's clarity because now I'm going to go and talk to that person, do this thing, take on that risk, do something different in my life based on that clarity that I have. And that clarity will make a big difference because when you have clarity, then you're willing to take bold action, then you're willing to do something different, you're willing to take a risk because you simply know that this is me, this is what I was made for, this is something I believe I should do. I still might fail at it, but now I know that this is the direction I should head in. And that's great. I mean, that's super great because it's like you go to work and now you have some clarity and you know you're gonna do these things and you're gonna stay focused, you're not gonna get distracted or you're gonna engage in some family event and you have some clarity and you know that you're gonna stay focused. You're not gonna get distracted and pulled into these things and conversations that are gonna hinder things. You're gonna actually stay engaged on the topic. Or even if there's a bunch of drama in your family and you're engaging and you know and you have clarity that you're gonna pull back from the drama and you're gonna ask questions and you're not gonna get sucked in, regardless of what they do, because they might try to suck you in in some kind of political conversation, some kind of critical negative conversation, whatever it might be, and then you're gonna stay focused by asking questions because you have this clarity. You know, hey, I'm not gonna get sucked into that drama. I'm gonna stay focused, I'm gonna be clear. So first thing, have clarity. First essential, find clarity. Do what you can to find clarity. Really important. Another thing I do to help people find clarity as well is I get them to actually think about their future and engage in their legacy. So even a question as simple as, you know, what is a cause in the world? Something, I mean, clean water, you know, fatherlessness, um, taking risks, you know, the environment, your faith. What's a cause that for you really resonates that actually gets you super passionate and excited and even causes some anger in your life because that cause is so important to you? What is it? You know, is it parenting? Is it, for me, I mean, helping people overcome a fear that they have in their lives? Is it dealing with trauma? What is it? And so you get them thinking about these questions and as they answer them and they get some space from their lives or having, they're getting some inspiration and finding some clarity. So you start with clarity, essential. Number two, the second essential is to find hope. 
find hope. So one of the core values for my life and my business is always hope. There's always a reason to find hope. Regardless of what you've had happen in your past, regardless of the setbacks that you've faced, hope is something you can cultivate and hope is something you can see. There's always hope. There's always a reason to find hope. And we can do some things to cultivate hope in our lives. And when you have that hope in your life, you get confident because you know that that hope is always there. There's always this bigger, better thing in the future that you can focus on and move towards. That hope is gonna change everything. So what do I do with clients? You're probably wondering, well, simple activity. One thing I like to do is to help people focus on finding some reason to be grateful in all the different areas of their lives. So you have, you know, what's something, what's a reason that you should be grateful or can be grateful financially? And thing that may come to mind is your mind and fear and everything will say, well, nothing is good financially. I'm broke. I'm unemployed. I'm on unemployment. There's all these things happening bad in the economy and the future is going to stink as well because I don't know what I'm going to do with my career. And there's all this lack of hope because that's your brain kicking in to try and protect you, try and keep you from engaging things that can actually build hope into your lives, into your life. So hope, you cultivate it. You know, another area of your life is, you know, your health. What's something that you have to be grateful for in your health? What's something that you have actually to be grateful for socially and fun? You know, it could be a simple thing. Like you like to quilt and I don't care what it is. Or you like to juggle, which I do. I like to juggle. It's something I like to do. It helps me to relax. It does something to my brain as I juggle. I'm actually, uh, I don't know if I'm any good at it, but I do juggle. It's usually in private. My daughter likes to watch me sometimes, but um, whatever it might be that is going to cultivate some hope for you in your life in the whole health and self-care area. You know, what is something you have to be grateful for in your career? And it may simply be that you're in school and you have a major that you're actually interested in and you enjoy the classes. And that's a great thing. So you intentionally acknowledge that. It's like you give it a nod and you say, hey, thank you. Thank you to this part of my life that I have something good going on in this part of my life. How about your family? What do you have to be grateful for there? And it may be easy to say, well, here's all these things that happened that were bad in my family. You know, like maybe you were adopted or you went through a divorce or maybe you had some traumatic thing happen in your family or there's addiction and alcoholism in your family. Maybe, you know, you lost a parent when they were very, very young and you don't really have that figure in your life, father figure or motherly figure that you wish you would have had that was a biological parent. But if you shift that and say, well, here's some people in my life that I have to be grateful for, and they're just like family, because family is not blood. I mean, I'm telling you, family is not, your family can be people that are friends. It could be a person that you met later in life in your job that's like a father for you. And how do you find a way to be grateful for that? So you're cultivating hope in your life in all these different areas. And it's gonna take some intentionality for you. Again, your mind's not gonna like this. It's gonna fight you. It's gonna not wanna go there because it doesn't keep you safe. It perceives that you're not gonna be safe if you start having hope because then you get out of yourself and you start loving people. (laughs) You start loving people and giving back and engaging people. That's hope. So there's always hope. You're gonna become a more confident person as you engage hope in your life. Then the third thing, the third thing, and this is actually the this is actually the toughest thing right here. So, is you got to take action to build confidence. You got to find some way to take action, and it can't just be meaningless action. It's got to be real action. So, I've done some things in my life that are fairly scary. Uh, in um, just this year, I did my first um, skydive, and 
And I would highly suggest you do something like that. In fact, I've always thought it'd be kind of fun to just get a group of people, you know, and just go skydiving together. And I totally, at least I say right now, I mean, I shouldn't be so overly confident about it. It really scared me to do it, but it was fun. And I think if I got a group of 20 people together, I'd want to go do it again. And we'd watch each other, which would be really fun too, because only only two people jump at once. But, but you do something like that. And there's got to be a reason, though, that you take this kind of action. I mean, what is it you're overcoming? What is it you're doing? What is an area of your life where you want to make progress? And for me, when I did that, it was at a point where I was pretty low and I had a friend that kept encouraging me. And so the reason I wanted to go skydiving is because it was just saying, hey, spontaneously, I can do something that's fun and I can just trust. I can trust the guy I'm jumping with. I can trust the plane. I can trust God. I can trust my friends. I can trust that it will be a positive experience. And it really was. I mean, I was energized. And that's the thing about taking action. It's why it's so essential is because after you take an action, it's like, okay, I did something. I crossed that off my list. And this is where I see people just energized. They're like, man, I did that. I can do this next thing. I did this. I can do that. I can face this fear. Hey, I can face another fear in my life as well. And that action builds. So you have to take some kind of action. And with clients, I usually see these first two essentials as far as building confidence be fairly easy. Yeah, I can find clarity. I can do these activities. I can, you know, cultivate some level of gratitude in my life. At least answer the questions you ask of me, Adam at least engage the worksheets that you're wanting me to engage, Adam. But it's this last part where we actually have to take action that people struggle. They do. And then they make excuses as well because they have everything in place and they start getting clarity and they start cultivating hope, but then they procrastinate on the action. They don't take the action. They don't actually do it. And usually when I talk to clients, especially, you know, as I get to know them and everything, I can point this out. It's one of the benefits of having a long-term relationship with a client, which I, when I take on a coaching client, I have them work with me for at least six months, is I get to start challenging them on these areas where they're not taking action. And so just the other day I had a client who, well, they were working on their confidence and they kept saying to me, and they had done this for a few sessions, you know, it's, I'm not making progress. Nothing's changing. Nothing's changing. And yet they have some area of their life where they know they need to take action. And yet they even say to me, Adam, nothing's working. Coaching's not working, maybe, is what they say. Usually don't say that. It's not really harsh, but I get the chance to point out to them that, you know, there's this action and this commitment that you identified in your life, whether it was engaging their spouse differently or engaging their family differently or, you know, going to a certain meeting where they engage people socially, but they haven't actually taken that action. And then again, the mind kicks in and it makes it seem like they're doing everything to them. But I, as their coach, I get to point out and say, hey, you committed to this, but you actually didn't do it. And they may say something like, well, I don't want to do that anymore. You know, because then fear kicks in. I mean, I don't want to, or that's not going to actually work because action requires some level of vulnerability. You know, for me doing a skydive, you know, it's vulnerable because in a sense, putting myself at risk. Although actually skydiving is safer than getting in your car and doing all these things that you do every day. It's probably safer than going to that, your favorite restaurant as well. Um, I mean, literally, I mean, it's, it's pretty safe, but, but it doesn't feel safe. You know, it doesn't feel safe getting out of a plane at, at 12,000 feet, um, but it actually is. And you have all these fail-safe things. Kind of cool that 
that it's mandatory on your shoot that you have this uh, sensor that if you get below, I think it's if you get below 4,000 feet, it automatically deploys your backup shoot, which is pretty cool. It's like you can jump and have a heart attack. And I mean, in theory, your shoot's gonna go out, it's gonna come out. You may land on top of somebody's house and all that, but you're gonna like still land and still land you know, alive. I mean, kind of crazy, but um, there's all these things that are fail-safe uh, mechanisms in the process. But anyway, it still feels scary, and it's going to require some level of action. Yeah, action requires vulnerability, as I mentioned. So people, and the thing that scares people the most, the fear that most people have is fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, fear of being laughed at, fear of people rejecting them generally as a person. It's this overall fear of feeling these horrible emotions that are socially, you're, you're getting shunned socially. That's the most common fear people have. It's not, people may think that it's a fear of death. I think that is a fear for people. But more than anything, it's the emotions people have of feeling, feeling alone. I feel like people more are more afraid of dying alone than they are actually of death because that feel, I mean, what is, what are they, death just is a split second, you're dead. I mean, it's not, it's not, I don't even, it didn't even last more than a second. I mean, you're just dead. It's that process of feeling rejected and not having anybody there that people are so afraid of. Yet the antidote to that is actually vulnerability. It's putting yourself out there. It's loving people. It's doing those things that could actually get you rejected. It's being in those situations where you could actually get rejected. And and that vulnerability, I mean, is amazing. I had this situation last week where I had a chance to help somebody move. And I used to help people move all the time. I'm I'm in good shape. I have, uh, you know, can lift things, you know, fairly heavy things and all this. Although as I get older, I gotta be more careful. But I remember just talking myself out of it, talking myself out of it. But I had some clarity that it was the right thing to do. And I knew I wanted to do it. It's like in my gut, I knew this was a good thing for me to do. And I had this level of hope involved as well. Like, okay, it could be fun because I'll connect with some guys I don't know very well and all this. But that third part, that action part was the scary thing because I thought, well, um, and this is kind of vulnerable even sharing this with you, but if I go and help people move, you know, what if I drop something? What if I have conversations with these guys who I don't know really well? I'm getting to know them and it's embarrassing or they find something about me out about me where they could reject me, you know, because I'll be spending some time with them. It could be like three hours with some guys moving. I mean, there's all kinds of benefits. I mean, yeah, it could be, help me with my health. But the main thing, and the reason it was scary is because it was gonna put me out of my comfort zone where I had to be vulnerable with some people who I'd get to know at a deeper level. You're not being vulnerable unless you can get rejected, unless you can get, unless you can fail, unless you can get embarrassed, unless somebody could use it against you. You know, they could. You know, you're being vulnerable when someone can use what you say or do against you in the future. And when you're, being, when you're vulnerable, you actually get to see people's true colors because because they get to respond in a way where um, where you're going to see how they are and what their character actually is like when you're vulnerable with them, when, you, when you're asking them for help, when you're getting feedback, when you're sharing something that you struggle with, whatever it is. So vulnerability is actually an antidote. It's a way that we actually solve anxiety problems because we're putting it out there. Being vulnerable, taking action, whatever. Um, if, if you do take action, this is what happens too, is people will say to me, well, I know an action I need to take. You know, I need to talk to my brother about this fear that I'm having. And I don't really have this close relationship with my brother. We're kind of, we live apart and he lives in East Coast and I'm here on the West Coast. And what do I do here? And they know they need to have this talk and address it. 
And then they get up the courage to actually do it. They know what they're going to address, and they go and they have this talk. And the response from their brother is is rejecting. At least they perceive it as rejecting. It's not what they thought it would be. So maybe they share about this fear that they have, and their brother says, well, you should go see a doctor. Or, you know, you should go get help. You should get some counseling. And that sounds on the surface like, well, big deal. I mean, their brother gave them advice. Well, to them, it was really rejecting because what they were hoping for in that relationship was them to be embraced by their brother. To like, well, hey, how can I help you? Or tell me more about that. Or what can we do? You know, you're my brother, man. I'm so sorry. I didn't know about that. I didn't know you had that struggle. But instead, they shunned them and they're saying, you you go get help. I mean, I'm not going to help you. You go get help. What's wrong with you kind of thing. And and then they realize, because they feel this sense of rejection, they put themselves out there. And then as I talk to them, this client or whoever it might be, a friend, whoever does this, and they are putting themselves out there, I help them to realize that initial reaction does not mean that's going to be the long-term reaction. I mean, you were vulnerable. You did the right thing. I don't know if your brother's going to be like that in a week. And maybe this leads to a follow-up conversation with your brother and where you say, hey, here's something, here's what I actually needed from you in that situation. I needed you to not talk to me as if something is wrong with me. I need you to talk to me as if something is right with me and to point out what's going well. This may be hard for you, but here's what I needed. Here's what I need from you now. I just need your support. I need you to listen, not to fix me. I mean, I don't want to feel like I'm broken, you know? And then their brother may respond to that and it starts to build a relationship because now you're actually engaging it. You're taking action. So what can you do with this information? We got some points of application here. And in the show notes, there's an article, it says 18 ways to build self-confidence. So 18 self-confidence building decisions. And that article in the show notes, you can walk through and it's all about application. It's all about specific things that you can actually do to work on your self-confidence. And you can just, as you as you look at these 18 items a lot, you can just take it or leave it. I mean, I'm going to read through them briefly. And if something resonates with you, then fine. You know, if something resonates, if it doesn't resonate with you, then then fine. You know, disregard it. I don't care. I mean, it's going to be, it's only going to work for some people. And that's our, that's how I'm hopefully going to get you to actually take some action based on what we're discussing today. And something just popped into my mind. Thank you. Thank you. If you have actually listened to this podcast and subscribed and you've given me a review, those things make a huge difference. It gets the word out to other people. And if I get to help just one person with this content or one more person with this content, that means the world to me and it means the world to my team. And thank you for your feedback as well. I mean, I've gotten some great questions. I'm gathering those and I'm going to start answering those in future podcast episodes where I take on a question or two every day, maybe more. So I get all those out at the very beginning of the episode. So I want you to be assured that I'm going to do that as well. So um, application. Some things you can do. So one thing you can do is take a risk, get up and fail. That's how it's, that ties to action. Just take a risk spontaneously. Do something. Get up, fail, brush it off, do it again. Just knowing that you had the clarity to actually do the thing you knew you wanted to do. I'm not saying do something crazy or stupid. Don't like, you know, do something foolish. That's not really taking action. That's not behaving based on clarity. It's not behaving based on hope. Take action, do something, move forward. Something else you can do, maintain boundaries with other people. That's an action. You may have the clarity, again, essentials for self-confidence. Clarity, hope, action. That's an action based on clarity. Have a boundary. A boundary is simply saying no. Saying no or saying this is how I want it to be. Not getting sucked into the drama, not getting manipulated. Having a boundary with yourself is a confidence-building activity. 
That boundary could be simply that you commit to making your bed every day, or you commit to getting up at a certain time every day, or you commit to working out at it every day. And then you keeping that is actually a boundary with yourself, not perfectly. Don't be all about, you know, I don't click, I click seven up bottles, not 10 up bottles. I mean, it's not perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it should be, it should be something that you are committed to and you're going to maintain that boundary with yourself. Know yourself better. Find that clarity as well. You know, it could be taking a personality inventory, you know, like the DISC or the Myers-Briggs. And people on my team can actually help you with that. It's part of my coaching as well if it's something that interests you. You can engage an inventory on your on your career. You know, you can read a good book on career building. Something to get to know yourself better as well. Um, and that's, that's crucial. That's where our friends really help us as well. Deal with your past can give you clarity as well because it could be what's holding you back today. That stuff in your past you haven't talked with anybody about, you haven't processed or you haven't journaled about can give you clarity. Journaling is an excellent way to find clarity as well. Put yourself first. That's an action too. Self-care. Self-care. I mean, that means saying no and then putting yourself first and knowing you're not going to get sucked into other people's crapola because you're putting yourself first. You don't have to be sucked into people's drama. You don't have to. It's a decision that you have to make. Some people like it. They don't even know it, but they're actually intentionally, subconsciously getting drawn into drama because they feel more comfortable there. Maybe they even grew up with that, so that's how they feel safe. It's kind of a sick thing, but it's true. But if you get clarity, you'll step aside from it. You'll say, it's not gonna be a part of my life anymore. That drama is your deal. you know. And I see it with all kinds of people, religious, non-religious, conservative, liberal, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's people that like chaos and wanna suck people in. It's not healthy, it's not good for you. Be grateful and be assured. Try to cultivate gratitude every day, daily five and five. Five things happened yesterday that are positive in your life, five things you're excited about later today. Do it, do it. Express your emotions, that is an action. It's also a way to cultivate hope because people will respond to your emotions in a positive way. Um, it's a way to express hope because you're believing that good can come out of just being honest with people. And honesty is one of the most difficult things that anybody can ever do. It's much more difficult than just telling the truth. Honesty means telling people how you really feel when you really feel it. It doesn't mean being a jerk. It doesn't mean doing it all the time. It means doing it at appropriate times, but it's very difficult and it takes super duper courage. So decision number nine, trust. You know, trust, you know, that's it. I mean. You know, I, I'm a person that I do believe in God. I do believe God has my back. I've had some things that were very difficult, but trust, when I think of that word, it's like, you know, I can I can focus on just believing that there's something out there that wants the best for me and I can listen and try. I mean, I can, I can try and, and do what's right and trust that the best thing's gonna happen and just make good decisions and do the best, be the best person I can be. But trust is this, it actually is an action as well. I'm just gonna trust that good can come out of this that people do have my back, that there are good people in this world. Trusting is is a part of hope, it's part of taking action, and it, it is even a part of having clarity as well. So number 10, be humble. Humility leads us to wanting to help other people. It's not, there's, there's self-deprecation is not humility, it's just self-pity. Um, you know, being arrogant is actually not humility as well. It's just believing, it's putting ourselves on a pedestal. It's that middle road where we're no better than anybody else. I mean, it doesn't matter 
you know, how we look. It doesn't matter our race, ethnicity, our education. You know, I mean, I deal in a world with a lot of intelligent people. They have more degrees than me and all this and that. They have more money than me a lot of times. And I mean, there's so much of that junk out there. Like I'm better than somebody else because I have this and that and I've done this and that. And I can get sucked into that as well. But I know I'm at my healthiest when I just see in my value does not come from what I've achieved. It doesn't come from what I've done. It doesn't come from my family. It just comes from the fact that there's a purpose for my life. I'm good enough just the way that I am. I'm, I'm okay. I have talents and skills and things that are unique to me. There's a reason for my life. That's humility. And then we make decisions and it's going to help us with confidence when we cultivate that humility in ourselves. Take a break from work. Say no to work. Limit your hours. Even know how many hours that you actually do work in a week. A lot of you out there don't even know. You think you may know, but if you kept track of it, you might be surprised and it could be a bad deal. But take a break. Go golfing, do something fun, meet your friends for coffee, take a break from work. Create a vision, another self-confidence building activity. Finding clarity, create a vision for your future. What do you want your life to be like in all different seven areas of your life in five years? Create that kind of a vision. Go to acceptance. Acceptance means just accepting that things that have happened has a reason for it, even if they're really bad in your mind right now. Maybe someday, hopefully someday, you're gonna see how it actually worked out and it was a part of just the plan for your life, even those difficult things that you went through. Right there, accepting means just saying it is what it is. And I'm gonna accept it. I think everything gets better when we accept things in our lives. Create a life plan, that's a way to find clarity and take action, live in the now. And that's this whole, I'm gonna live in the now. How do I feel right now? What's going on right now? How can I do the best right now in this specific thing right now? Um, improve your social skills and then be generous. So they're all confidence building and being generous is often just an action. It's saying, yeah, I am gonna give to this cause, this thing I believe in, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna give my time away. I'm gonna give my money away, all of that. So those are 18 confidence building decisions that you can apply, take it or leave it. Some are gonna be helpful for you right now. Some of them actually are not gonna be helpful. They're not gonna apply to your life necessarily in such a significant way because they're not inspiring to you, which you wanna have that inspiration inside of you as you apply and make application here. Please, if you found this podcast helpful on building self-confidence, self-confidence, as I just in summary, people want healthy relationships. Healthy relationships happen when we work on our self-confidence because then we believe in ourselves. We come across as confident, as hopeful, as generous, knowing that we have something to give, knowing that their rejection is not gonna destroy us. We behave and we make decisions out of security, not insecurity. We behave and make decisions out of hope, not fear. We behave and make decisions out of this sense of things are gonna be good. Something good could come out of this. And so we do things just believing that something positive can come out of this situation. We are a different person. When we're confident, our whole demeanor changes. We look different, we act different. People find us attractive at a different level. Not physically, I'm not talking about that, but everything changes when we're confident in ourselves. You want those lifelong relationships, you're gonna build them and you're gonna make them as you are confident in yourself. Three ways to do that, find clarity, cultivate hope, take action. Take action, right there. So some actions you can take right now. You can subscribe to my podcast, tell your friends, tell your family, Anybody that you think could benefit from this, you can subscribe. You'll know when I launch a new episode. 
Love to have you subscribe. Love to have a review from you as well. It's very helpful. Those reviews make a big difference, gets the word out that there's a podcast like this out there and helps me spread hope to people. Please do that. Another thing is you can sign up, you can subscribe to my to my newsletter, decideyourlegacy.com, bunch of places where you can subscribe there. You can subscribe by clicking the link in the show notes as well. And I have this whole new thing I mentioned at the very beginning. It's called Five Days to Overpowering Anxiety. And so you're gonna get this PDF in PDF form and you're gonna get email reminders consistently. And these are things that will work for you. I mean, it'll make a huge difference if you actually apply it. It ties to this content as well. You can do these things for five days, takes about 20 minutes a day, and it's gonna help you significantly overpower anxiety. You're not gonna get rid of anxiety for life. You're not gonna get rid of fear. Fear actually has a purpose. It does do things to protect you from bad situations in your life. But you subscribe, you're gonna get this and it's gonna make a difference if you actually apply it. Thank you for tuning in. Again, subscribe to the newsletter. Get the five days to overpowering anxiety um, guide. Five days to overpowering anxiety guide. And uh, tune in next time. So again, I said this before, make a decision, make a decision. You decide to apply something you learned from today to your life. You get to decide. You decide your future. You decide your legacy. You decide your legacy. No one else. No one else. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. 